get ready for the greatest radio experience you've ever had. I'm talking about Nerd Alert with your host, Marty McGeek. Wait, we're not on the radio? Podcast? What's a podcast? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Marty McGeek. And today I have a special guest. I've been hoping to have him on for the longest, but he wasn't available, so I'm settling for this guy instead. <laughs> <laughs> my literal literal brother, uh, my my literal brother from the same mother, uh, Miklo. Miklo, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Uh, I'm glad to actually be on, and hopefully everything goes good this time. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties for the podcast. We had to kind of do this a few times. And um, I think what it is is that uh, he's trying to eat a T-bone steak right now or something, and it's just interfering with Oh, the, it, uh, it's, if you hear that in the background, I'm uh, <laughs> filing it down. I'm fixing to shank this fool because uh, he disrespected me earlier. <laughs> we were talking about the name Miklo and about uh, Blood In, Blood Out. Uh, what is it also? What, Bound by Honor, right? Is that the other thing? Yeah, yeah. Blood and blood out, bound by honor. Yeah, and uh, all the iconic scenes, and we're talking about Big Al with a sorry, no tortillas, and all the stuff. Uh, tres puntos, uh, what like spider? Like you know. like spider. <laughs> yeah, wow, <laughs> he goes like that. And then um, we were talking about American Me, and we grew up watching that stuff as Latinos. But one of the things that uh, I've noticed nowadays is there's so many a broad range of what we call gangster type movies or mobster movies or mafia movies and that's what i wanted to talk about in the podcast was you know getting your top five of that genre but before we get into that there's so much there's so many things that could be called that i mean nowadays we watch like narcos on tv that's got some yep. gangster elements right great great show by the way yeah they've, they've all been good uh for the listeners out there if you haven't watched on netflix they've got narcos and then they did, uh, what, three seasons of that, John? Is that right? And then they did Narcos Mexico. And then this is the third season of that now. And, uh, man, that's just an incredible show. Yeah, and I think you were the one that uh, got me onto that. Um, I mean, it's, it's just a really good show. Um, has a good dialogue. It's not just uh, random gun scenes going on there's actually a good storyline right. behind it a lot of stuff that people don't know and there's some stuff that might be added you know for a, a better series or whatnot more action but it, it is uh something worth binging especially with the thanksgiving and christmas holidays coming up yeah nothing says uh you know happy holidays or merry <laughs> christmas like a severed head of a drug lord yeah i know what you mean yeah, a couple of uh, car bombs going off. <laughs> yeah, somebody's stuffed corpse while you stuffed the turkey. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's it's nothing like it. But I, the thing about those movies is not only, the, like you said, the dialogue, there's some Spanish, English. And we speak Spanish, but some of the stuff they say on there, it's either real fast. And also notice that the translations are not always 100%. So if you understand Spanish, you're picking up extra stuff that they're saying. Um, I know I'm watching season three, uh, Narcos Mexico, and there's one part where he says uh, something like, don't worry about it. And he says, uh, no, mija, no hay problema, which is like, no, that's like a, a, a loving way of saying my daughter, but you say it to somebody you care about, and then it's not going to happen. But the translation was, 
just like no no way or something and i'm like uh that's not what they said but what's cool is if you if you know some spanish you kind of pick up a few extra things and they've had a couple of good ones on there like they had remember uh, i told you about el chapo and you watched el chapo also that was like all spanish right yeah yeah um and it's funny because my mom or our mom um <laughs> watch watches a lot of these shows and like for the longest she was watching these uh mexican novelas queen of the south which is real big on the english station which is uh la reina del sur you know mm-hmm. yeah she watched that um el señor de los cielos um the the lord of the skies which was a famous drug dealer that comes out on the narcos mexico series yeah and i'm like what the my mom's like, oh yeah, you're watching this or that. And I'm like, what? She's like, oh yeah, so and so is gonna get killed. Oh, that's when they're gonna kill him. Or did they already kill him? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, she's been watching this stuff, uh, you know, on the on the Mexican station, you know. So it's just it's pretty cool to see even uh, a lot of the uh, English speaking people now watching some of that, you know, the, the transition that's taking place, you know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And the thing is, a lot of it, even though they embellish and they add some stuff or whatever, but. You know, a lot of it's based on truth. And um, I know I was watching, I think, last season's Mexico. I think it was last season or, or maybe the first season. And they killed the special agent, the DE agent, uh, Kiki. Kiki. And I said, I was I was shocked. And I was like, what? You know, he died. And you're like, oh, you didn't know that happened? That really happened in real life. And I looked up the story. And sure enough, yeah, it was a real DE agent that got killed. Um, and and that story was with Felix Aguilar, right? That was the one that was behind it. I don't know if it was him or one of the guys. And uh, I was just shocked. So it's pretty cool. You kind of get an idea. Sometimes they show real footage from when, you know, like the news when things was happening, which I really enjoy that. And a, and a great little soundtrack, the little song that comes on right before each one. It's real cool. Yeah, I, I've... Uh caught myself youtubing those narco theme songs and i'll be listening to it in the shower or something they're, they're catchy songs you know songs from yeah. the 70s or whatever yeah yeah exactly i would think the same thing and then it's just really kind of uh the reason we're still on this is i mean as latinos it's it's cool to see something where like you said uh maybe uh people in the u.s that don't speak spanish are watching this going man hey this is yeah, really we, we don't something. uh we don't all just cut grass and fix cars. We also sell <laughs> drugs and uh, kill people. <laughs> it's good to know, too. Let people know we have other talents. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's so many different things. Like, you know, we talk about the, the classic mobster, like the Godfather and uh, the Untouchables, you know, Al Capone. And then oh, you've yeah. got like this stuff with that. And then you've got like the Cuban thing. Uh, and you got like Scarface and then you've got i mean there's just so many different genres you know casino where it's about again a different kind of crime with the casinos but basically it's all crime it's either drugs or money or both and and, uh, prostitution all kind of crazy stuff going on but these stories are just so um so many of them are just so interesting because you know they're, they're maybe based on truth and we just can't believe this really happened so i think that's what makes it so compelling but uh what do you think in terms of the way movies were made back in the day compared to now? Do you still think that they're doing the genre real similar or different as far as gangsters or, or do you um, see it kind of? Yeah. And I, and I know we said um, you asked me to pick the top five mobster movies and um, 
that's actually my one of the movies that I had that I picked in there in the top five. But I remember watching a, um, I believe his name is James Cagney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's an old school mobster guy. That's who he would play. He was known for, what, you see? What's the problem, boys? Let's, let's get him. And I would see him dressed up with a nice <laughs> suit, nice, uh, uh, was it a fedora hat? Yeah. With a, with a Tommy gun, you know, and these real nice oh, yeah. classic cars, black and white movies. Yeah, and it it was uh, Scarface. I'm like Scarface because I seen at the the end of the scene it says the world's yours, and I was like, what? Like that's the same exact thing with Al Pacino and Scarface. Mm-hmm. And my mom's like, yeah, this is the the original one. I'm like, what? I thought I watched the original one, you know? <laughs> and yeah. it's a it's a remake of another movie, but it's just it was just a classic movie. Um, you know, now they have better graphics and. Um, I guess modern guns or whatever, but I mean, some of those older uh, mobster gangster movies are awesome movies, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, uh, well, first of all, when you were telling me that you saw him, he had a nice suit and a nice car, and you're like, that's who I want to be when I grow up. I'm like, okay, I think we got the wrong message on uh, on what you... <laughs> that was your hero. <laughs> that's who I want to be when I grow up. But uh, no... Uh, but yeah, I remember those. Ah, oh, you're gonna pay, see? Yeah, coppers. You know, that's the kind of stuff you'd see. And um, they, they, uh, they had one of those actors. Oh man, what's his name? He was on Ten Commandments, and uh, they had him on there. And he's like, oh Moses, and if you're, if you're, and it was funny because it's the exact same talking. And you're like, okay, I thought that was the character for the, for the gangster <laughs> movie, but that's just how that guy talked. <laughs> He's like, oh, Moses, if it's true, you went to go see God on the mountain, show us, prove us, prove it to us. Yeah. And I go, what? The, this guy talks like that? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that, I, I'll, I'll look it up. But that guy, that was pretty funny. But yeah, it seems like uh, I remember as a kid, they would always have, uh, you know, mobster movies on and then they would always be showing those black and white. And of course, the Tommy guns and. You get to see the Tommy Guns if you watch some of these old um, movies. But even in uh, what's the one they did with uh, Nucky Thompson or whatever? Uh, Boardwalk. Boardwalk. Boardwalk Empire, right? And, yeah, that was uh, on HBO. Good show too. Yeah, and you got to see the Tommy Guns on there, and uh, uh, it was just really cool. So uh, again, another another show or movie where that's coming up, you know, with the gangsters. So it's something that. I could see that genre of movie pretty much never going away. I think that's always going to be around. Oh, and the guy's name was Edward G. Robinson. He played uh, Dathan. And uh, he his same thing. He's like, oh, my was That's how he talked. And they make fun of that character. Like if you watch the old Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah, they, they do that. So it's like, uh, it's funny that they, <laughs> that kind of stuck in pop culture back in the old days and uh, you probably see some of that mimicked in some of these newer movies but um i digress we'll get to the list and i i have a few i picked uh i'm, I'm not as uh, keen on everything as you are i mean you're the expert but i'll defer to you because you are the guest what do you what do you have as your number five film we're going five to number one okay uh five i have american me american me oh that's a good um, one it's a good one i i actually remember Going to the movie theater, uh, I want to say it was off Shepherd. I think that was a, a church. It used to be a movie theater here in Houston. 
mm-hmm. um, and watching that with my mom and my dad. Why they took me to watch that, I have no idea. If I didn't have a babysitter, um, but I I, re- I remember it, and I remember the part where they're smuggling in drugs. One of the guys gets his girlfriend or wife to smuggle in heroin or cocaine or something. Um, for every reason, I, I remember that, along with a lot of other uh, scenes. But I, I think uh, American Me was definitely um, in my top five, but I put that one as a uh, five. That's with uh, Edward James Olmos. Yeah, we were talking about this movie, uh, you and I, because Edward James almost added uh, some stuff in there that they didn't agree with uh, the Mexican mafia, right? But basically there's a scene where as a young man, he gets uh, sexually assaulted by another kid there. And, uh, you know, they're teenagers. And well, of course, he doesn't take it. You know, it, it happens to him, but then he kills the guy. And, uh, you know, I guess he put it in there to show that he was tough and he killed the guy, but they didn't care for that. Uh, my understanding yeah. is that he was, gonna, you know, they were going to put a hit on him until uh, who intervened? Was it that guy? Uh, what, they Danny, Danny Trejo. Yeah, Danny he has, Trejo. Um, yeah. He has a, um, a video where he's talking about, I guess he went and spoke on their behalf, but they were trying to extort him for millions of dollars. And I think the problem was that they, uh, they felt it was disrespect are showing yeah. a sign of weakness for them like no because they don't tolerate um homosexuality or whatnot even though if it was rape but yeah it, it was a big thing and even in that uh, movie there's extra clips that you were saying where uh people were killed for talking about it because you know as that american me is talking about the mexican mafia and that's supposed to be like low-key stuff you don't talk about and you know i guess like uh amongst men or whatnot <clears throat> but I remember watching that movie and just like, wow, like seeing these guys that were locked up in prison, these tough guys, you know, not taking nothing from nobody. But uh, yeah, it, it was uh, definitely considered a, a mobster gangster movie that a lot of people are very familiar with. Yeah, I, I you know, it's one of those that I, I hadn't seen in a while and I went back and watched it and it was just something that, you know, the acting was superb and you kind of felt bad you know you didn't you know a lot of this stuff happened obviously they make choices but some of the stuff because of the the tough life that they had it, it they kind of fall into some of these choices sometimes and it just was really sad too and um i, I definitely it's it's worth a watch again we talked about that one and uh blood in blood out you know kind of a two similar movies but uh i i think it's definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen it. edward james almost of course is a great actor and uh, he's, you know, pretty much anything he's been in, he's been good. So it makes it worth watching for sure. Well, my number five uh, is uh, Once Upon a Time in America. And uh, I, it was hard for me to choose this because uh, there's so many good movies. Um, but I remember watching this, uh, uh, this movie and I thought, okay, I didn't know what to expect. I think it was on, oh man, I think I was maybe, I don't think I even saw it when I was a kid. I think I was already like a teenager and it was on TV one time or something or cable or something. And uh, this hit in 1984. So yeah, I was uh, just uh, maybe just a little over a teenager, right? A preteen. And I watched this movie and I didn't know what it was going to be about. And, uh, it was just kind of a, it was a good movie well acted but it was kind of sad 
and uh, there was a lot of stuff in this man but this has Robert De Niro James Woods um, Jennifer Connelly and uh, uh, Joe Pesci's in this uh, it just you know just a very good movie I, I, I like the story um, it was took place in the 20s and 30s and it was uh, you know there there's a scene where they're like robbing a bank and and doing all kind of stuff it's just to me was kind of an old school feel for uh, a mobster movie i think they just captured it really well uh it only had this doesn't sound this sounds like a lot but really it's not they only had a budget of 30 million so for them to make a movie back then um that was pretty good deal on that and uh it's gotten rave reviews it's a it's a popular film and the thing about it too man is that movie is long i remember watching that i thought man this movie is still going it's yeah I'll, hours, I'll, 11 minutes man that's what i was gonna say i remember uh watching that as a kid too and having to pop out the vhs that was in one case and then get the second case and watch the second half of it it was two separate vhs tapes <laughs> it's that's like how two long movies, the movie man. is yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's it two is movies. So you have four hours, 11 minutes. If you put put that in half, that's about uh, two two hours, five minutes. That would still be a long movie, I mean, by itself. So the fact that it's two together, but it's just like this epic movie that, you know, kind of like when you watch, um, you know, I was talking to other podcasts uh, to Johnny about the Zack Snyder's Justice League. When you watch that put together, it's longer. It's just like an epic story that they put together. And I really see it that way was, I I saw a like a book put together a real thick book put together on a movie and instead of cutting it down they left it long <laughs> they, they they left the the dialogue in there and uh, it just to me the, the way it was shot the beautiful the beautiful stuff they do and they're like uh, the scenery uh, the city and the you know the clothing they wore the cars yeah I just it gives think, you that old that old uh, yes. roaring 20s feel yes trash exactly. in the alleys yeah, yeah, yeah exactly uh, yeah everything it's overcrowded like you have the yeah. fruit stand to the side with, of the carts where they're sending the fresh fruit from the yeah. old man yeah I, I i understand what you're saying yeah it's like you time travel man you're there you're like wow you know it's it just really had a good feel too so that's why and I think you can't go wrong with De Niro. And I, I like James Woods. The fact that they're both in a movie like that just uh, tops in my book. So, uh, going moving on now, what do you have at uh, number four? Number four, I have uh, Scarface. Mm, okay, good one. Uh, good movie. I know uh, I've talked to people that said, man, I remember when that movie came out, everybody was trying to talk like Tony Montana. You know, everyone was trying to have his little Cuban accent. Uh, I've watched that movie tons of times. Like I said, I remember seeing the original in black and white. And I even tried to compare the two. Like, oh yeah, they both have a, a shootout scene at the end, you know. But uh, I, I think it's a favorite for a lot of people because it shows somebody that started from the bottom. They had nothing. He was like uh, a dish boy making tortas in the beginning of the scene, you know. Yeah. And they get their uh, their first their first job to go pick up uh, some drugs, and it goes bad. And I'm, I'm sure everyone remembers the scene where they have the chainsaw and they're chopping up his buddy, you know. Um, as a kid, again, 
right? Right. Why was I, why <laughs> I was, was saying, I watching like, this as a kid? Graphic. I mean, did you see that when you were a child? Because man, that's I crazy. I was I, mean, I was instantly like, like, oh my gosh, like this is awesome, you know? Uh, the the gun scenes that they have at the end, you know, where he's just getting shot up like crazy. Like, dude, I watched that thing so many times. Rewind put the volume full blast to get the full effects uh they remastered it later on i think after like a 20 25 year anniversary and it was supposed to be like surround sound we're waiting for the shootout scene towards the end to see you know can you hear the blood splattering and all this that's going on you know it's it's, it's a good movie uh We were talking about uh, Scarface. Yeah, so we were talking. About, you brought up Scarface, and you were talking about the scene where uh, they cut him up with the chainsaw, or what was it you saying? Yeah, um, it's. Uh, I think it's one of his buddies. They go, and it's like their first. He tells them, uh, "He's like, yeah, we got a gig. It's paying uh, five hundred bucks." And he's like, "Oh, are you kidding me?" 500 bucks and he's like yeah it's like everyone knows the going rate on loading a boat is you know x amount of dollars he's like okay you want to be a tough guy or whatever so he gives him this gig to go pick up uh cocaine from these colombians Uh they go and like everything goes bad from the get-go just the whole the whole setup was bad uh his buddy gets killed in front of him with the chainsaw um <laughs> and you were saying you watched this as a kid what the <laughs> yeah yeah exactly right oh man i remember that scene is very violent now did they have like uh like a, they show everything like a leg getting cut off or arm or something it's just it's pretty graphic yeah i mean he it, it was it's a good movie um and i think one of the things that people can relate to like i said is that he started from nothing. He works his way up. He basically has the world at his hands. But even throughout that, he still has his his morals. Um, there's a scene where they're supposed to plant a bomb in a car. It was a reporter that was reporting on you know their their doings, you know, dealing drugs and who was who and all this. Yeah. And there's a female and child that get in the car, and he tells them, "Hey, what are you doing?" I told you, no women, no kids. Like, I, I can't live with that on my mind. And they're like, oh, shut up. Just stay close to the car. Oh, shut up, shut up. And he's ready to kill this family in the car. And he's like, I'm, I'm, I can't live with that on my mind. You know, even though he was crazy and killed people, he still had some kind of morals. And I think even with a lot of the movies you see, these gangster mobster movies, if you pay attention, they're very family oriented, you know? They're, yeah. they're 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 always with the family they're having these large dinners or parties with their family with their kids their wives you know yeah so i think that's something that a lot of people can relate and that's why they like um uh, scarface yeah i agree with you and i, I think it kind of reminds me of uh when we watched uh, goodfellas how they tell him uh no you can't get divorced you got to stay with your wife we can't have that you can't be you know running around with Polly. this other lady <laughs> yeah so uh, but yeah, the thing I remember with Scarface, and they've you know they've made fun of it, and they've you know did parodies. But you know when he's high, uh, he has a kite, and he sm- snorted all this coke, and he's like, "Say hello to my little friends," and yeah, <laughs> my little friend, and he's got the 
He's got the like what rocket launcher or something, and I mean, it's just <laughs> like crazy. Grenade man. launcher. <laughs> yeah, man, it's like nuts, you know. And uh, it's just a far out movie, man. But like you say, it's rags to riches, really. But you know, he pays the price because, man, uh, he, it's a it's an awful ending for him. But yeah, uh, it's, it's Al Pacino. I mean, playing a a Latino, you know, playing a Cuban, you know. Uh, you know, it, he does a good job. I mean, it's it's believable, you know. So I I, I really think it's a good movie. I agree, I agree with you. And that's got uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in there, and uh, I think it's well done. It's well acted, and uh, definitely a classic for sure. Well, I guess you can give give me my number four. My number four is Casino, and to me, Casino, it's hard to put it at four. It really should be higher, but. I have some other movies there that are just, you know, hands down better. And uh, it doesn't mean this is not a good one. It is good. But, you know, obviously you got to be what you got to be. But this is, to me, with Robert De Niro, um, Joe Pesci, um, and, of course, you have uh, the beautiful Sharon Stone in it. Yep. yep. It's got another one with James Woods. He does a good job. Don Rickles. Uh, I, yeah, I, for, I forgot he, James Wood comes up. Yeah, yeah, he's the, the and Don <laughs> yeah, and Don Rickles man is the casino manager, and just a well well done movie directed by Martin Scorsese. This came out in 1995. This is just a uh, seems like yesterday, but it's man, it's been a while. So uh, it's based in 1970s Las Vegas and uh, has some truthful elements to it. The casino's named the Tangiers, but it's based on a true story of it being the Stardust Casino, which I've seen some pictures of that. And I think if I'm not mistaken, my wife's either had gone in there before or had seen it before or parents had gone there before, which was pretty cool to see the old pictures of the Stardust. And then where they shot this movie, uh, Casino, uh, they shot it at the Riviera, which my wife and I stayed there for one of our trips in Las Vegas and has now since been torn down. So, but if you look at the floor or stuff, when we were in there, you could tell that this, and the way the building was, you could tell this is the same casino that they filmed this in. And it was really cool. And I think we got like an ashtray from them or something. So to, to uh, commemorate that we stayed there, but yeah, it's just a well done movie, man. You talk about uh, somebody just being nuts. Uh, Joe Pesci's crazy in this movie, man. And he, he, he causes a lot he's, of trouble. He's, yeah, he's he's vicious. <laughs> yeah, and then Robert De Niro is is makes a mistake of putting too much falling in love and putting too much faith in Sharon Stone and just everything kind of comes uh, crumbling down. But that's the thing with these movies, man. It just uh, these bad guys have it good for a while, they're making money and everything, but man, they undoubtedly get too cocky or something goes wrong and man it all comes tumbling down big and hard too not like a few things like major things and so people dying or getting killed you know and yeah i just think it's it's a good movie. what do you think of casino um i i like it um i know me and you we always reenact the scene where <laughs> yeah, where he gets she, the ladies at the table, the breakfast yes, table, right? Yes. She's a, she, what the scene is, she's a, some kind of a witness, or no, she's got a case against one of the guys. She's suing him, and they've just had it with her. So they send Joe Pesci in as the enforcer to take care of it, and she's sitting at her, her breakfast yeah, table. Yeah, I think she's eating breakfast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, he just comes in, 
to the, I think like the side door out of nowhere and don't see or hear it and just real quick to the head yes. calmly Silence tilts tilts, yeah. uh, tilts her head lets the blood pour out on her gown for extra effect and then just and he kind of like strokes away. her hair he kind of like <laughs> puts her hair to the side to make sure she looks nice like almost and then uh, uh, he, he rushed he rushes home and then he's preparing his son's uh, homemade pancakes. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he, shows he, he does you. a great he does a great job. <laughs> yeah, it just shows you the they dissociate the stuff that they do right from their family. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's brutal. How about where he gets busted? You know, he had been having an affair with his buddy's wife and been causing all this oh, trouble. Yeah. And Big so they, no, no. And so they finally they beat him to death, uh, and with a, him and his brother with baseball bats. I, and I hate that scene because I'm like, oh man, it's they, brutal. They, it looks ugly. Yeah. He's seen his brother. They they uh, kill his brother first, and these In are all spoiler alerts. If you've never seen these movies, sorry. Yeah, yeah, these movies yeah, have been they, a long they, time. Y'all should have watched these by now. <laughs> <laughs> they kill they kill his brother first. He sees it. He's like, no, no, like they don't make throw him, him watch. The alive. Yeah, yeah, they're like yeah. they make him watch because they're tired of his crap. Throw him in the hole, still alive, breathing his boxers. They do the same oh, thing to man. him, bury them alive. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, man, they're, they're struggling. Their seat's so beat up, and they can't hardly move, but they are moving. And to see them just uh, dirt being shoveled on them while they're still alive, man, that's pretty brutal. That and and awesome. by the way, that's the second time I see that guy get killed. Because uh, there's another movie where he plays Stax, and it's actually Joe Pesci that's uh, in the trunk of uh, Ray Lilota's, uh car. No, really? <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, um, de- definitely. If you haven't seen it, Sharon Stone, magnificent in this. She's kind of like, uh, almost like a grifter type person. She's a, uh, somewhat of a scammer. She can sweet talk you, but she makes money for the casino and they keep her around. But man, she's all about the dollar. But unfortunately, she's still in love with her old pimp James Woods, and and it's just a lot of stuff that happens because of that. But man, that's just such a good movie, man. So uh, let's move on. What's your number three? I'm, I'm curious to hear what you got at three. Uh, well, I, I kind of already hinted at it, right? Uh, three is Goodfellas. Excellent. Um, yes. I I remember that movie so many times. My mom, mom would get mad like, oh, again, you always rent, you always rent the movie. You know how many times he rents that movie? Like, <laughs> dude, I love that movie, Goodfellas. I love seeing the suits, the dress shoes, you know. Uh, the oh, nice yeah. big body Cadillacs, uh, and it was a young kid. Like, like I mean, it was then you that you knew you were destined for a life of crime, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, like exactly. uh, how how we don't go to school and learn about all this other crap or what? But no, but uh, <laughs> it, it was a, it's a good movie. Um, I watched that thing so many times. I can quote lines from that movie. Um, and Henry Hill to hear and to find out that it's based on a true story of a real guy yeah. Henry Hill that yet again he, yeah <laughs> he, he had his hand everywhere he, he got caught um, doing gambling like college basketball games and witness protection and like dude it's it's a good movie you know yeah such a good cast I mean Ray Liotta's great in this Robert De Niro's fantastic De Niro, Joe yeah. Pesci's incredible and you just have those just those three guys in a movie would be amazing and just the ensemble cast um, 
they do such a good job and of course um the the wives on there are uh incredible too i know that you have the guy as paulie uh he's pretty cool and he's a he's a good actor um there's just so many things about that movie that are really good i think in terms of quotables like you say we we quote stuff from that reenact a lot of stuff from that all the time but it's i mean it's just a classic this came out you know i thought this was in the 80s it's a 1990 movie 1990 and as i was saying as far as the cast um lorraine bracco uh bracco as um karen hill his wife was fantastic and then paul sorvino that's who i couldn't think of with who played paulie his name is paul <laughs> easy to remember his name but also you mentioned the guy was billy bats that's frank vincent who's also in casino um and, and he was and also he came out in the sopranos and he come out about to say he's in the sopranos also um and then michael imperioli was uh spider who was also in sopranos so <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it's had samuel jackson and stacks remember stacks gets killed like you were bringing up earlier that's crazy uh but yeah it's uh it's one of those things where you, you it's hard to think of a movie that had so many different scenes that you can remember so vividly so many different uh dialogue scenes so many different you know from joe pesci thinking he's going to get made to walking in that room oh. And, oh no you know that to uh robert de niro finding out he's he's not been made but he's dead and crying at the phone booth and knocking it over uh you know it's just things like that you just remember those scenes they stay with you because it was such a good movie how about where uh karen hill lorraine bracco is uh is supposed to get some free dresses from uh from Robert De Niro's character Jimmy, and uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, go around, go around, go over there, over there." Yeah, yeah. And it's you know he's gonna have her killed. So that's kind of that's the the other part there where you're like, man, this movie has so many. It's like you're watching how we talked about Once Upon a Time in America. It's like you're watching like almost two movies put together. It has so many things in there. Uh, the runtime is not as long, but it's still a fairly long movie, two almost two and a half hours. But it it, it it's crammed with stuff, man. And not to I mention when... you were Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say uh if you remember the scene where his wife Karen Henry Hill's probably been out all night running the town, gambling, God knows what. The scene, he opens his eyes and he has this loaded revolver in his face. Oh yeah. She's gonna she's kill him. Sitting over, she's sitting <laughs> over <him. laughs> and he's yeah. like Calm down. <laughs> oh yeah. You know he's like, I gotta worry about getting whacked out there. I gotta come home to this. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, remember yeah. that scene. Like, oh man, this guy's screwed. There's so many in there. There's. I'll give you one more. Is when they have uh, Billy Bats in the trunk, and they're over at oh, uh, Joe gosh. Pesci's mom's house, and they're eating a dinner like at midnight or something, and <laughs> it's like one or two in the morning or something, and. Uh, the mom's like, oh, no, I'll get y'all something to eat. And they're sitting there eating spaghetti and all the stuff, laughing it off, talking about the, the picture that she drew. It looks like the guy in the trunk, and they're laughing. And I'm like, the guys are, you know, have a guy that they think they've murdered that's in the <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah. And they're just casual about it. And then when they have to redig his body up, and, the, oh, and Henry Hill's, like, throwing up, and he goes, they're oh. They're just joking what? about it. Yeah. Oh, look, a leg. Oh, how about a wing? <laughs> And they're laughing. It just shows that I mean how callous these guys have become. But yeah, it's just an incredible movie, and they did they did a great job on that. 
Yeah, it's hard to uh, <clears throat> put that one at uh, at three. Um, I ha- I at three I have uh, a pretty good one I think in the Godfather, the original Godfather. Uh, that's what I have. Ooh. I know a lot of people might say, "Why well, you have it at three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, I know that seems low. Um, I'm just gonna tell you, it's a, it's a great movie. I don't have anything wrong with it. Marlon Brando. It's what started it all. And you have, um, of course, Al Pacino in it, and and I'm, just... I'm shaking my head. You can't see, but right now I'm shaking my head. But go ahead, keep on. Yeah, yeah, I know. Trust me, it's a work of art. It's a great movie. Um, you know, based off uh, the what the Mario Puzo, the you know the book or whatever that the, the, the everything that was written for the screenplay and all that. Um, I think it's 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 a great movie. by Francis Ford Coppola. You can't beat you know his directing on this. Uh, great music throughout the soundtrack. Great uh, shots of the action from the uh, the police captain and uh, all right, go ahead and all this stuff and uh, <laughs> all the lines that are in there and uh, the Michael turning basically to the dark side and I mean Brando's performance is legendary. I, it just goes without saying. Uh, James Caan as Sonny on there. Um, you have uh, who's the guy that uh, is the consigliere? Um, oh man, I I know his name. I have to look it uh, up. Duval. Yeah, Robert Duval. And so, just fantastic, man. I, I'm I'm sure I'm not naming all the actors on there that are so good. There's so many in there. It's just so well done from the from the horse's head, you know. Wow, <laughs> in great the, scene. Like, I yeah. think it's probably one of the best scenes. Yeah, and and from the horse's head in the bed, the severed head to uh don corleone being shot you know right when he's gonna get some oranges or whatever and his his dumb son that doesn't really do anything about it because he's too dumb and uh you know just so many things on there man connie getting beat up and then you know james con beating the crap out of him and then horse keep getting him getting shot real bad in oh, the way dude yeah i yeah, was so just, mad when they killed him dude yeah he was the hot hit he was the hothead but yeah there's so many good things about that movie um well done just uh, I, I would say a masterpiece for sure yes it is but yeah it, it it falls at three because i have two ahead of it to me that just are a little bit better than that what do you think yeah, of I'm, uh <clears throat> i'm, I'm curious to, to what to what to what uh you have for one and two um <laughs> I, I don't want to get too much into it because I I have that as in, the, in my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a good movie, good movie. Uh, it's it's a classic. Um, they show that on a marathon at least once a year to this day on AMC. You know. Yeah, and uh, you watch it one. right if it's yeah. on. You watch it. Yeah, I've too. seen yeah. it and I still watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just that good, man. Um, you can't just it's just iconic it's probably a movie that'll live on when we're old or passed away it's still going to be going people are still going to be talking about it it's one of the classics and uh, marlon brando's gone and we've lost a lot of people throughout the years and uh, his performance for sure i liked him in the old superman movie you know with christopher reeve you know i just think he's a great actor but he's done so many movies but uh, I can really say that we identify with him as Don Corleone in this movie. He was just fantastic. So I guess we'll move to, yeah, it was your three and that was my three. So what do you got as number two? Number two, and it was a hard choice between. You had a hard two. Me. You have a hard two, just take some. Yeah. Uh, 
X lax, you'll feel better. <laughs> Brought to you by. Yeah. Um, I uh, picked Blood In, Blood Out, Bound by Honor as number oh, two. Wow. Um, okay. Love this movie. Watched it. It's like a three-hour-long movie. Um, I think it was just today. I was at work quoting the movie, um, and it's 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 just uh, a classic, especially among. Um, the Hispanic, Mexican American uh, community, you know. Yeah. Um, everybody knows this movie. They know Miklo. They know Popeye. They know Big Al. They know. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking Smokey, about Popeye. Yeah. You know, they 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 know all this. Um, they know the scenes. They know the movie word for word. Stuff that we joke around with. Uh, I think even my mom, our mom. Um, know some of the quotes it's just it's a good movie watch it over and over yeah i love the movie and at the same time i'm kind of like dang because this movie was like brainwashed for a lot of uh hispanic people because i remember watching this movie and i was like oh man that's cool you know these these uh tough guys going to prison and these like uh low riders and this and that um, it's 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 a good movie. I wouldn't recommend any kids seeing it. Saw it <laughs> as a kid. Yeah, um, of course. But it's 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 just it's just a great movie. Um, I want to say there was really nobody too popular in it, but because it is about Benjamin Bratt, I think it was like one of the first times a lot of people seen him. You know, yeah. uh, Miklo went on to make some more movies. Not that good, but yeah, he were... was a double dragon. We can't forget that <laughs> <laughs> masterpiece. Oh my gosh, yeah. No, I the one I was remembering was Popeye. Hey, you're chon chon, and then the other thing is, hey, hey, what about me? And he's like, oh, you're out of it, you're so, out yeah. of it. Yeah, there's so many different scenes on there, but like Big, Big Al is hilarious, and uh, and Metal Metal, and the whole plot with that, the plot twist, and yeah, it was pretty good. Benjamin Brad is the is the now he's a cop, and then the other Vato that's a, what a painter, and uh, he's Cruise. on he, yeah. yeah he's on uh, what heroin or something. Uh, so it's a yeah it's a good movie, man. It's pretty deep. It's got a lot to it. I, I definitely agree with you there. And what did you have for your uh, number two? Numero dos was one that you said before, man. Goodfellas. Goodfellas to me uh, just so many things in that movie like I've already pretty much touched on um, I just think it's just so well done the pacing of it I think uh, it's just one of the movies that doesn't skip a beat man I was going to bring up earlier where Henry Hill is uh, you know paranoid you know because he's done so many drugs and he sees that chopper but of course you do realize it is real that they're following him and uh, what are you saying to that? To I had to, yeah i had to go do this and i had to drop him off then do this and gonna cook this and do that like i was like man even i'm i'm not doing it and i was exhausted hearing all yeah, this stuff yeah, and, I was yeah. like, and he's got a lot going on you know so uh yeah that made me think about this movie just has so much going for it man i it, it really is a masterpiece i think whenever you look at this movie you can just see the hard work that was put into this not only by uh, the actors, De Niro, Leota, Joe Pesci, again, Lorraine Bracco, and uh, it's the director, man. Scorsese just, it's a masterpiece, man. It really is. I mean, he can hang on his hat on this one and be done with it. And he's done other stuff, but 
this is up there, man. It's probably one of the most perfect, complete movies. That's as far as this kind, not just even gangster movies, just in period, a drama, whatever. It's it's pretty complete, man. It's a great movie. Uh, let's see. So we are down to number one now. So go ahead and hit me with your number one, and, and uh, I want to. I'm curious to see what you got. <laughs> I have The Godfather, dude. The Godfather. All right. The Godfather. Well. Um, like I said, it's it's a classic. One and two, three. It's horrible. <laughs> don't, don't waste your time. Yeah. It's just it's it's just dumb. I don't, I don't know. I I get I definitely could do without three. It's it's a classic, man. Like you said, it's what started a lot of it. Um, just like I said again, it's the the music, the cars, the wardrobe. You get the feeling of like even when they had the flashbacks where they go back to the old country, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're seeing uh, where he goes back and he's seeing uh, the guy that killed his mother and uh, his yeah. You're talking about father, part two. Right? Part two on that one, right? And it's, it's a scene that we also reenact so many times, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's 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 a good movie. Yeah, and you're talking about number ones. Um, I'll go ahead and say it because what you're talking about is a scene from part two, correct? And that's what I have as my number one. This is the, one of the few times where a sequel is better than the original, and it's Godfather 2. Uh, it's a continuation, but it's a, it's a different movie. It's where you get to see Al Pacino's character, Michael, really become hardcore ruthless. And... Uh, the stuff happening in uh, Cuba and he's you know trying to get that deal going and with Rothstein and he's getting you know they attempt to, uh, to take his life his family's life he's getting backstabbed and all the things going on with that his brother and uh, just the iconic scene where he kisses at Fredo on the on the lips and tells him man I know it was you you're the one that betrayed me spoiler alert and so, uh, and then getting to see the flashback scenes where uh, it's Robert De Niro playing his father as a young man, showing what everything happened. Man, it's just so good. All of it is just so well done. And it's not that one is not good, but they made two even better. And um, it's it's if you if you want to include it as one movie, you could say that. But obviously, it is a second movie. That's why I had to put it at number one. And I would have put part one at at number two, but. I just had to give it up to Goodfellas because I just think what they did with that was just so complete. And again, uh, part one of Godfather is excellent too. But yeah, that's just, you know, the 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 ruthlessness of Michael to take out his own brother too at the end of uh, part two. Just just so sad that he felt that he had to, you yeah, know, he had to even, keep uh, that. If you remember that the dad, he's like, he's asking, you know, He's waking up from a coma and uh, he's asking how everything's going on and where's Michael and they're like, well, I don't want to tell him. I, I, I think they tell him about Sonny being dead and uh, they're like, well, you know, some stuff happened, he had to go away and he tells him, he's like, man, I don't want this for you. Yes. You know, Michael yeah. was supposed to be like the legit side of it, like we're going legit, we're going to get into politics, we're going to, you know, do everything clean and like you said it just went full circle he just it just repeated all over again and i think even um smarter more ruthless than even his father you know his father was 
was serious, you know, the part one, part one, part two, it shows how he became the Godfather, where he sees what's going on. Oh, yeah. It's not right. Like, he's Sicilian, but yet he's... Yeah. He's he's, stealing uh, from our people, basically. Yeah, he's doing his own people wrong. He's like, hmm. Like, okay. You know, he has has the the idea of of fixing it. Assassinating that guy. Yeah. Yeah, when he pulls that light bulb out and he's got that gun wrapped around him, <laughs> that towel or whatever, and it catches fire when he shoots it. Hey, hey, what do you got there? Bam, bam, right in the face too, right? Goes through like yeah. his cheek. It's crazy, like his uh, high cheekbone here. Yeah, man, I think um, you're right on that. And the thing is that his dad, uh, uh, Don Corleone, didn't want Michael to do that because he was the war hero. He was the guy that came back from the war. They, they... You know, he was a decorated man. They didn't want him to go into the family business. He was going to be the legit one. He could have been, like you say, the politician. He could have been maybe. Yeah. That man keeps talking to himself. Oh, yeah. He's talking about. uh, (laughs) I'm thinking about the scene where he's dressed up in his uh, military uniform and. Yeah. Luca Brazzi. His uh, his girlfriend. He's saying about. (laughs) Luca Brazzi is there. A masculine child. Yeah, <laughs> may your first child, may the first child be a masculine child. Yeah, um, yeah. There's so many things on that. And he, um, being that he has a military back- background, he has a high intellect, and so when he does take over, he Very has strategy. strategy. Yeah, he's exactly. strategic, exactly. and he is like basically, you know, how you would in war. I have to take this hill, or I got to take this compound, or whatever, and we just have to kill these people, and move on. And that's kind of how he sees things. That's not like what his father did where, hey, uh, if we have to do it, we will. Michael's like, okay, let's just kill these guys and move on. It's a different mindset, definitely. He's far more ruthless than his father. His father would never have killed his own brother. No matter what happened, uh, he would have been upset. He might have shunned him and eventually maybe forgave him. And he would just, you know, kind of kept him close. But uh, he would never kill his own brother. But Michael, yeah, he did. And that's just and, and I, I want to say too, um, Frank Rothstein, the the mm-hmm. old uh, the old sick weak man that was gonna mm-hmm. be retiring soon. Yeah, uh, he he was also very smart. He was no fool. No, you know definitely he, was, he he had many years in the game and uh, yeah he he had, he had his own little tricks up his sleeve too. You know, but yeah that that's uh, it's definitely a good movie, great movie. Yeah, I think, you know, the when they're going back and forth and he, you know, he feigns like Rothstein feigns that he's an old dying man and he's going to pass it on. And he has no intention of doing that because he's still mad that what Michael did um, at the end of part one, where he took out all those bosses, one of them was his buddy out there in Vegas. And uh, he did not care for that. And so ever since then, he's had it in for him, but he pretends to be his friend Um but the whole time he's, you know, trying to kill him and take him out. But you're right. He, he does it. He does it pretty cool. He plays coy as this uh, guy that is, you know, oh, I'm infirmed. I'm dying. I can't um, I can't make it. You know, I'm not going to make it. So and then you had uh, that was what Hyman Roth. Then you had uh, Frank Pentangeli, Pentangeli, whatever. Uh, that was the guy that that they make a deal with him to while well, he's in witness protection to take his own life. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that in that movie. So 
Yeah, man. And of course, poor Diane Keaton as the wife, Kay, having to see all this crap go down and uh, being estranged from the family. And uh, yeah, just a really good movie, man. I just, they, to me, again, like you talked about, they show it on TV. You can watch this movie over and over again. If they're showing part one, they're going to probably show part two. And then they'll probably start at part three, and that's when you change the channel. <laughs> yeah. That's when it's yeah, time yeah. to uh, walk out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Then you're like, okay, hopefully they'll be showing Goodfellas or, or Casino or something else up next. Uh, but I usually, uh, we're, we come to the end of the list now, but I usually do an honorable mention. Is there a movie that you felt you wanted to put on here, but you couldn't? I know we there, have like, what? There were, dude, there's so many. Uh, real quick um, A Bronx Tale. Yes, I was going to say also that. Also has mine. Robert De Niro. Yeah. Sonny, Collagino. Uh, yeah, that's a coffee great Coffee Face. Uh, Mush. Uh, you know, like, good movie. Fun movie. Um, Carlito's Way, which is more like the oh, man. That's East so Coast uh, type thing. You know, it's also Al Pacino. Plays a guy that was in prison. Just got out. And he's trying to make a quick buck and get out and retire, go legit, finds mm-hmm. a, a female that he loves. And even the way that ends, I'm like, they should have killed that guy when he had the chance, you know? They yeah. Told him, let me kill him. Let me kill him, Bobby. And yeah. Like, nah, I'm going to let him, I'm going to let him slide, let him live to see another day. Another tragic um, end for these uh, gangster type guys. What about Donnie Brasco? That's a good one. That's, that's another one. Uh, I love that movie. I think I watched that one because of you. Mm-hmm. Also based on a true story. Um, also, again, with Al Pacino playing uh, a, a mobster. Yeah, and movie. that's what uh, Johnny Depp is the guy. Donnie yeah, Bosco, Johnny right? Depp. I, th- I thought he did a good job with that. He had to mm-hmm. shave that mustache off, but after he did that, he, uh, he got it. It was just confusing because he had that pirate's hat on and he was talking all weird. <laughs> like, uh, Elizabeth. Yeah, he was wrong? a drawer. He was like, looking oh. for some golden coins, right? <laughs> yeah. They, he comes in. What gave it away? He came in on that ship, the, the Black Pearl. Like, hey, <laughs> what the peep is going on here? So, yeah, they, they knew something was up, right? <laughs> yeah, they were shooting with the Tommy guns. Or no, actually, they had better guns by then, right? Because it's what the seventies or whatever eighties when they were doing this. <laughs> but he had to, he had that old uh, uh, musket, uh, and he's musket, got the one yeah. shot, <laughs> and he's got the one powdered musket uh, gun. Yeah, <laughs> had a fuse that's lit the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but don't worry, he took one of the coins when they shot him. He didn't die; he just was skeleton. <laughs> so hold on, I think we're missing the stories up. I, I, that's not how it went. But yeah, no man, that those are excellent choices. I think um, overall, man, there's just so many you can put on this list, man. How about I'll give you one more? What about the Untouchables? Oh yeah, Elliot Ness. I, I, oh man, it's based on a true story. I mean, like, yeah, they had Capone, De Niro. You uh, know, the Al scene Capone. where he beats the guy to death with a baseball bat. Oh man, on, yes. on the on the table. You know, yeah. uh, think about the Saint Valentine's Day mass massacre. Mm-hmm. You know, where they dressed up like police, lined them up, and then shot them yeah. um, with machine guns. That's what they called what the Chicago typewriter with the Tommy gun. You know, forty-five caliber machine gun. Like, oh, man, hold on, a, you know a little great bit too movie. much about this. That's a little concerning. <laughs> Might have to report. No, I mean, you. it's it's good. It's good movies, dude. It's like, and it's here in America. It's American dream. Don't yeah, have you nothing. Have... You work your way up. You know, unfortunately, doing wrong things. You know. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, they're, they're they're good movies. Yeah, and then Untouchables again, uh, having Kevin Costner, what's Elliot Sean Ness, Connery? Right? Sean Connery. I mean, come on, 
And uh, what, it, what's his name? Andy Garcia. He was the sharpshooter yeah, guy. Garcia was in there. So, man, he's like, man, these movies have so many. So hopefully people listening are going to be like, man, I don't even know about all these. Movies. I need to go watch them. Definitely go watch them. They're really good. And uh, we'll probably do another one, uh, Mikla. We'll do uh, something else and maybe action movies. I'll have you back on. But this has been a great uh, you know, show. And uh, definitely hope to have you back on the podcast, man. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it. And uh, I love your show, dude. And if y'all haven't already joined, join Adam. Uh, there's some great stuff. I really enjoy a lot of the uh, <clears throat> top Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, dude. Great yeah. stuff, dude. But... <laughs> Yeah, that's some good stuff. I know I, I paid you to say all that. I, uh, for the listener, I think he's listened to one show. I've been asking him to listen for a long time, and I think he's finally starting to listen. So I think I, my subscribers are up to like maybe seven or eight now because of him. He's finally my own family tuning in. But no, it's all good. I, I see the people listening out there. I see for some reason we've got uh, some fans in Germany. So I don't know what's going on with that. But hey, keep it coming. I'm fine with it. Maybe you guys don't have enough to talk about toys and movies of comic books and and crazy stuff but you know we got a little bit of everything here now today we're doing these mobster movies and earlier today i had a podcast with johnny the critical critic and we did the uh top five dc heroes so i'll be posting that uh later either tonight or uh, maybe first thing monday but nice anyway i want to thank you guys for tuning in to nerd alert i'm marty mcgeek you guys have a good one and get your geek on see you